Ah, Finkel, he said. Your staff were telling me about the terrific job you've done here. We're one team and one dream, said Karen. You taught us that, Mr Finkel. Don't you hate those motivational slogans that companies try to use to make you think that pay and conditions aren't nearly as important as having dynamic vision and mission statements? And even worse than the slogans are the demotivator bosses who say things like Don't call it a dream, call it a plan. Or, nobody's perfect, but a team can be. To you, just as they announce how the department is about to be restructured and your job is going to be outsourced. But sometimes, these demotivators can be beaten. It just needs everybody to pull together. Um, to, to, to row in the same direction. Or, or... Sing from the same hymn sheet. It just needs teamwork. The trouble began when Mr Finkel was made head of the office where I work as a secretary. He came with a big reputation for being able to improve teamwork. I admit we had a few small problems. My best friend Julie, from accounts... She'd stopped talking to Steve from purchasing after last year's office Christmas party. Well, he spilt a glass of red wine on her white skirt and didn't pay the cleaning bill. Karen, our receptionist, was tired of Tony, the sales manager, always asking her to put money in the traffic meter for his car outside the building. So, one day... She made an anonymous phone call to the traffic police and asked them to tow his car away. And yes, I gave Clive from the service department salt instead of sugar by mistake for his coffee after he said I needed to go on a diet. We weren't perfect, but we didn't deserve Mr Finkel. Nobody did. On his first day, he called all 20 of us into the conference room and gave us a presentation about teamwork, full of slogans and photographs of dynamic-looking teams. Remember, there's no I in team, he said importantly. There isn't a P or a Q either, whispered Julie, which made me laugh. Don't think me, think we, Mr Finkel continued because there's no limit to what we can achieve. And so on for two hours. After that, he sent us a new teamwork slogan each week, and at every meeting we had to explain how we were implementing it. It was driving everybody mad. Now, don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against teamwork. But... As his secretary, I could read all the reports he was sending to headquarters and I saw he was taking the credit for everybody's work. Teamwork had suddenly gone out of the window. Well, the day he sent us a slogan saying, Unity in adversity, I realised I had to do something. So 
I organised a meeting for six o'clock in the pub opposite our office and told everybody what I'd discovered. Unbelievable, Karen said. He's using us for his career. What about complaining to old Mr Harris, the big boss? Suggested Clive. He's coming next week to see Finkel, said Steve. Complaining won't help, said Tony. He'll just think Finkel needs more time. We need to find a way to get rid of him. We sat thinking for a while and had a few more drinks. I've got it, said Julie after her fourth vodka and tonic. We have to use his teamwork weapons against him. You say Mr Harris is here next week? This is what we'll do. Mr Finkel was nervous about old Mr Harris coming. He knew he wasn't popular in the office, so if possible, he didn't want anybody else to meet the boss. As soon as Karen phoned to say Mr Harris had arrived and was going to the conference room, he hurried off. I followed him down the corridor. Mr Harris, such a... Oh, he said, then stopped in surprise. The whole office was sitting there with Mr Harris. Ah, Finkel, my boy, there you are, he said. Your staff were telling me about the terrific job you've done here. We're one team and one dream, said Karen. You taught us that, Mr Finkel. Oh, oh, thank you, Mr Finkel said suspiciously. He'd heard Karen saying that was nonsense several times. It was nothing. Nothing, cried Clive. From you we learnt that team stands for together. Everyone achieves more. And none of us is as smart as all of us, added Tony. Because we're 20 players with one heartbeat, concluded Julie and Steve simultaneously while high-fiving in perfect harmony. Mr Finkel's mouth fell open. Julie and Steve. Finkel said Mr Harris with tears in his eyes. You've done it again. I've got big plans for you. What do you think about running a factory in San Francisco? Two weeks later, after Mr Finkel had gone, we all met for another drink. I suppose, said Julie, that in a way he did turn us into a team. We had to work together to get rid of him. Perhaps that's the secret of his reputation, said Clive. It seems unfair that he got that cool job in San Francisco, though, just because he's such a pain. Well, it's not the San Francisco, I said. What do you mean, Paula? asked Tony. Apparently, the factory Mr Harris was talking about is in San Francisco, Guatemala. It's in the middle of the jungle, with a population of about 8,000 people. It seems their most recent manager was eaten by an anaconda.
Teamwork was written for a magazine called Speak Up in 2015. And it features two of my favourite characters, Julie and Paula. And if you've listened to my podcast in the past, then you will perhaps be familiar with these two. Um, They feature in several of my stories. And if you go to my website, you can find them. You just look under the category Julie and Paula. Um, And these two are always getting into trouble um, and always causing mischief. But they're never malicious. They just have a capacity for um, getting into trouble. The ending of the story where Mr. Finkel is sent off to manage a factory in the jungle in Guatemala um, has a huge debt to one of my favourite films, a film called Nine to Five, uh, which featured Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda. And I won't uh, describe the plot if you don't know it. You should definitely have a look at it. Um, But the film was, I think, in many ways ahead of its time because many of the ideas about how a workplace should be organised, things like uh, autonomy, um, flexible working, childcare, are now actually being put into action, um, partly, of course, because of the pandemic. But the main thing that I'm making fun of is this kind of pseudo philosophy that companies sometimes adopt, um, which a lot of it comes from the whole uh, self-help affirmation culture. And um, not that I have a problem in particular with self-help. I think there are an awful lot of good things there. But one area that I don't particularly like is that area of affirmations which is the idea that people are completely in charge of their own destiny and that they make their success or or not, Um, which ties in, of course, quite strongly with the American dream. And a lot of the the affirmation gurus, of course, come from the the US. Uh, Here's a a couple of beauties. Napoleon Hill, he's he's not the originator of the uh, affirmation culture, but he's certainly one of their stars from the 20s and 30s. Here's an example. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. And here's another one, Stephen Covey. I'm not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. I find these really annoying because I think they come from people who've grown up in a white privileged background. And a while ago, I was in Vienna and I went with my son to one of the university faculties there uh, where they had an exhibition by the students. And one of them, an artist, had added these kind of slogans to pictures of desperate refugees being bombed or in tiny boats or trying to cross borders. Um, And it made me realise how ridiculous such statements can be, particularly those that put the emphasis for people's personal success purely onto them. I find them particularly annoying when they're used uh, in the workplace. One company that I know of adopted for a while this slogan, nobody's perfect, but a team can be. And a big football where all the top managers were asked to put their name on it was displayed for some time in the in the foyer of the headquarters. And for myself, I'm actually quite modest in my requirements from my company. I don't want to be inspired by them. I just want them to help me get on with my work and not get in my way. Uh, And my inspiration comes from being allowed to do the work I love. And it definitely doesn't come from half-baked slogans. A while ago, I ran across a website called despair.com. And the company slogan is motivational products don't work, 
but our demotivator products don't work even better. And they say about themselves, when we started despair, we had a dream to crush other people's dreams. But we knew, given our goal, we'd be in for a fight. After all, the motivation industry has been crushing dreams for decades, selling the easy lie of success you can buy. That's why we decided to differentiate ourselves by crushing dreams with hard truths. And they have lots of merchandise, mugs, posters, card packs, all sorts of things like that. And they're quite fun. And an example of the kind of poster is they have a picture of a child drawing on a blackboard. Underneath it says knowledge. And then it says, I believe that children are our future. And that terrifies me. And they have that classic picture that you've seen a million times of um, a group of people who've all put their hands in the middle, one on top of each other. And it says, meetings. None of us is as dumb as all of us. Or another poster, never give up. Never stop trying to exceed your limits. We need the entertainment. And one more, believe in yourself because the rest of us think you're an idiot. So probably after this story today, you're feeling hopelessly unmotivated and you really don't want to settle down to do any work. So I suggest you'd probably be better off listening to all the other stories on my podcast. Remember, you can access all my stories on my website, www.behindthebottomlineoneword.com and Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave a review or give the show a rating. Next week's story is called Negatron Nick. And we're back with Nick Samuel and his horrible boss, JJ, at Top Foods PLC. And I hope you'll join me next week. Until then, take care and goodbye.